Welcome to Signs of Life, the show where we find hope in the headlines. My name is Chase. I'm going to be one of your hosts today, alongside, of course, Montana and Josiah. And we are picking back up into part two of a conversation we started last week, talking about deconstruction and what that means uh, for you and for me. And so we're going to jump back into today's conversation. Uh, If you missed part one, you can go back and listen to part one. Uh, You don't necessarily have to listen to it uh, to jump in today, uh, but it'll be a great idea for you to you can know what we're we talking about? What do we mean when we say deconstruction? As today, we're going to look at the personal piece of it for you and for me. So let's jump in. Yeah, I've, I've heard Serena, like we've talked about this, like kind of the, the beginner move is to ask, well, well, why? Like, why do you believe that? Mm-hmm. And then we've talked about it, and it's like, why is kind of a, it can almost be even a defensive question, well, why do you think that? Where mm-hmm. more of like, well, hey, what, what led you to, to, to believe that that, like, that, that, was, that was true over something else? Or what, what led you to believe that, or, or how did that change the way that you viewed God? Or how did, how did deciding, you know, creation, man, I've, I've heard people die on the hill. It says in the Bible, it's seven days, it's seven days. like, so it's like, well, how, how did you get to that? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because when I think about it on this side, I think about this, like just asking better questions of, of each other and how does that change your perspective? How does that change? Your, and sometimes like, well, it hasn't. Like it doesn't change the way I raise my kids. Okay, well, I'm not going to get twisted up about it either. Right. You know, and, and I think all of those kind of conversations, interactions, like you're saying, they should happen in your church. You, yeah. And you, you have to be able to answer those questions. It's, it's ignorant for you to go about life and not be able to answer the questions, why do you believe what you believe? Mm -hmm. Even if you go down that journey and down that road and you come back with the exact same answers that you started with, well, at least you know why. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the world that we live in, you have to be able to defend your faith and your beliefs on some level. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's it's very biblical, very Christ-like, for us to build a foundation and why do you believe what you believe? Like, okay, you know, maybe we disagree, but you need to be able to at least answer that question. Yeah. And I think what is so important about, like you were saying, Chase, having the right conversations, asking the right questions, is going in, like if you have a friend who's deconstructing or you're, you're maybe in the process of deconstructing, like knowing who you are, which sounds so basic, but like, Understanding that I can go into a conversation with an open mind and open heart, and like it's not going to shatter who I who I am, like who mm-hmm. I believe I am, who I believe that the Bible says that I am, or or however. It's like be willing to have conversations that are going to challenge you, but like you don't have to take everything so personally. I guess like don't yeah don't leave you don't let that conversation you know, result in defiance and, mm-hmm. you know, angry. And now I don't like this person because we disagree. It's like, you can disagree and like still love people. And really. it's okay to say, I don't know. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's okay to, it's okay. I'll just take, you know, my personal life and say, it's okay to say, you know, I've done all the research. I've tried. There are things that I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know why this is the way it is. I don't know why a loving God would allow this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's what I do know, and here's what I choose to believe in. So, yeah, you'd kind of said like you need to know why you believe this, and I think 
there are probably some really core things, like you're talking about your identity, that, yeah, you need to know. And I think other things, it's like, you know, this is what I believe to this point, and maybe, yeah, maybe I will change my mind. Or yeah. I'd love to hear what your perspective is, and that may inform, you know, if I, if I change or adapt or believe something different. But, but that idea of, like, you know, <laughs> like we're given tips for deconstruction, it's like, yeah, like be humble. Yeah. Be humble yeah, to say, key, here's what man. I've heard, here's what I've believed, here's what I've acted on to this point in my life. But also knowing like that can change too. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a start and stop. It's a constant growing because you can't go back and change what you did or what you believed ten years ago. Like yeah. it's done. We kind of joked about that a second ago. It's like what's happened has happened. Right. But but I'm where I am today has been informed by that, and I want to be informed by other things as well to continue to grow and and to be better yeah. as well. And it's even even like our conversation a few weeks ago, like saying you know like of course you. Of course, you made those decisions in your life because you believed this. Like, nobody is mm. is down on you because oh, you should have known better. Like, a lot of times you don't know better. You shouldn't have known better because you were not taught differently. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, that's also part of our part of acceptance. Is like, I have grace for you because I'm hoping you have grace for me as well. And ultimately, like God has given us grace. And so. Yeah, if you believed this one way for a long time and that informed decisions and maybe you're looking back and, you know, realizing, like, you know, that <clears throat> that wasn't good or that wasn't true, that's okay. Yeah. Like, the fact that you're, at, you're saying that, you're recognizing that, that's great. And as a response to that, saying, like, good, well, I'm happy you're here. Like, yeah. I'm happy you've made it this far. I think when we personally start to deconstruct or put that as our title or fall into that category, mm-hmm. I think it's because we personally feel shame. Yeah. Like, I feel ashamed for being a part of this institution, this this community, this church, this team, this group, this, you know, this place of business, this school, because of what's happened now. And it's like, why would I believe that? You know, why would I have stayed there? Why would I have done that? Sure, God, and, and, and that's what you're saying. It's like, you said give grace. Like, give grace for yourself. Yeah. That's all you knew at that point. Right. Give grace for yourself of... You didn't know there was another way. You didn't know a way out. You, you know, you were tied to that. You were forced into that. You were right. whatever. Like, right. that was the only option you had. Yeah. And, and I think that's the second part is like, man, if you're, if you're deconstructing, have grace for yourself. Like, have grace that, you know, you heard a terrible thing growing up over and over that was, that was something tearing you down that wasn't really biblical, that wasn't helpful, that yeah. didn't make your community better. Like, you, like that was said to you. And maybe you received it, and maybe you said it too, but, like, this is the part where it is okay to change. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to do something different. It's okay to leave that thing, and it's okay to join this thing. Like, that, that to me is, is, is part of it is I think we get so embarrassed and we feel so ashamed for it that we do decide to deconstruct. And really what it is, like, we decide to just isolate. Yeah. Like, I don't want anyone to know I was a part of that thing because right. I don't believe it anymore. Yeah. And it's hard for us to say that. And the fact is, like, you know, the whole idea of, like, I don't believe that. Like, believe what, all of it? Probably not, but some of it. Like, but when you're in a, in a relationship with people, you can say, hey, this was good and this was not. And and being able to break those things down keeps us plugged in. And I think that's my my biggest thing is, like, and it's we say this about, about sin. We say this about uh, difficult seasons and situations within church. Like, when you messed up or something bad happened to you, it's like, don't be ashamed you know, your shame's been taken care of. God loves you. But, like, also, like, like in your spiritual walk and your faith and your beliefs and your doubts, like, don't be ashamed either. Like, you're asking questions lots of people have asked, yeah. you know. And, and I think, too, 
the life of Jesus is constant questions. Like if we really, and it's hard for us to do this because we just, you know, we see Jesus and his disciples as like the people they were, like these great people and the son of God, but like they were up against what would have been church today. They were up against the religious institute mm-hmm. of, of, of the world, of, of the Hebrews, of the Jews. Like, and what they did was they just asked questions. They would, they would come to Jesus and they would accuse him of things and ask him these things. And he would just respond with, what about this? What about that thing? Why do you do this? And, and I've like, I think about the stories that got recorded. I think about the people that, uh, that shouldn't have shown up in the world of Jesus and did. Like I think about the centurion man, right? He's just Roman soldier. He should have nothing to do with the Jews. And yet Jesus asked him, well, why, why do you believe I can do this? And he's like, well, I, I understand authority and I think you have authority. And Jesus is like, well, crap, you know better than any of these other people. Yes. And it's, but that's my thing. Jesus asked a question. Right. And that made religious people so mad because that guy wasn't religious. Yeah. He wasn't a part. But it's okay to say, hey, that concept of authority is a biblical concept. Right. It's a concept of the kingdom. And Jesus affirms that. How much further does that go for that guy? Right. To say like, oh, like part of my life is actually part of the kingdom? Okay. But, and, and I think about one of my favorites. And we, you know, we, we've labeled him, church people have labeled him as Doubting Thomas. One of my favorites because Jesus comes back and this guy has questions. He's, he's doubting Thomas. Mm-hmm. And Jesus affirms him and proves to him and shows him how much further that went for Thomas, how much further that goes for us to say, I can ask Jesus questions and he's not scared. Mm-hmm. Right. He's not insecure. Right. Like that is so, so big. And like Thomas could have been shamed right there. Oh, like yeah. he could have been shamed by Peter. He could have been shamed by John. Like, how dare you? Look at him. Look at his face. This is the guy. Hear his words. And Thomas was brave enough to say, I still have questions. Yeah. I still want to know. Like, it is brave. It is so brave. It's so courageous to ask those questions. To, like you said, to ask yourself why and to dig into that. And there's so much good that comes from that digging. There's yeah. so much good that comes from 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 asking yourself questions, from refl- reflecting, analyzing what's got you where, you where you are, the things you believe to this point, and to, to say as well, like, maybe I, maybe I believe a little bit different now. Mm-hmm. Maybe my life experience that I can't run away from has informed some of the things I believe different. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that is huge. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do, like, like, battle against the shame. Battle against the shame that things could be different, that you were part of something you didn't want to be a part of anymore. Like our life changes and we adapt and we grow and this season comes to an end and that's okay. And the next season comes and it's different and it's new. And I think one of the places we hear that, one of the places we see it, we see it throughout the scriptures. We see it throughout the lives of not just the disciples, but even in the Old Testament, uh, these leaders and these peoples, these followers of Jesus. And then guess what? We get to hear those stories in church. We get to share those stories with one another. That's why I think church is for you. That's why I think church is for the person deconstructing mm-hmm. is because they're going to be in those conversations. They're going to be in a safe place, hopefully, where they hear that. And that, I, like we say, like at our church, it is that. And we want to fight to make it that yeah. so that we can all continue to grow. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Well, Preach. Any, anything else <laughs> on that? <laughs> like if the, let me, as we wrap up today, like what, you know, we'll skip, we'll skip this or that. And let me just ask, you know, both of you, you know, and, and I have a couple other thoughts, but I'm trying to keep them back. Like, 
if you're talking to someone who's saying, I'm struggling, I'm, I'm doubting things, I'm doubting some of the things I've believed, and when I read the Bible, I'm not really sure, like, like what's, what is one thing you would say? What is one thing you would do for that person? I'd probably say everything you said, which is it's okay to ask questions. God is big enough for your, for your questions. Mm-hmm. Have that courage. I would also add on the flip side, though, like, I don't, I don't really want to commit my life and worship a God that I fully understand. And there's going to be things I don't, I don't understand about God. I don't understand about the kingdom. And that's also okay, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if God is a God that can be logically explained in every aspect, like, that's not much of a, of a sovereign creator of the universe. Uh, and so being comfortable with not knowing mm-hmm. is okay, too. Yeah. yeah, sometimes you have to you have to realize that we are not God. Like we don't know more than God. We don't even know. I know a lot. So. Okay. We don't know as much as God. You know, like we're we're not even close, right? So it's realizing, I think, like what you're saying, like that's okay. Like that is okay. And like I I would just say, like if you you know if, if I'm talking to somebody who's struggling, like if you thought that this changes the way I feel about you, this does not. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is no reflection of, of how I would love you any differently. Like I love you the same, I love you more, like whatever it is, like your doubts mean, you know, mean I'm excited for you. Like I'm excited that you're not just, that you're having the courage to do this, that you're mm-hmm. not just, when we say like blind faith, like I think that can kind of be a misused term maybe. Yeah. yeah. When I'm saying blind faith right now, it's like that you don't care to look into anything more. Yeah. Like the fact that you're not doing that, like that is amazing. Like I'm so happy for you, you know? And so I think it's just making sure that we're encouraging the people that are going through this. Like you don't need to feel shame. Like you don't need yeah. to think, you don't be worried that I think of you any differently. Yeah, that's good keeps that door open for that relationship and as much as I have knocked Gen Z on on this show like what I do love about Gen Z you are Gen Z sorry um you're not a zillennial uh but what I what I love about Gen Z and like honestly like this world that that has been created with with social media with um just a world perspective now that's so easy to gain because we can see everything going on like Mm -hmm. it has given us the ability to say one, to not hear from four different sources only, mm-hmm. to hear from now billions, mm-hmm. um, to not just hear from the four people that we maybe sit in a, a workspace with or are living with, but like we get to hear and see all of these perspectives. And I think that's a good thing because I think we've learned, just like you said at the beginning, we have learned to to ask why. Mm-hmm. We've learned to, to, to look and say, that's interesting. Is this really the only way? Mm-hmm. Like, we now, and what's been really cool is as you go and you see these things online, it's like that person asked the same question I'm asking. Like there are other people who are thinking like I'm thinking, like I'm not by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not the only one. I'm not, there's not just one doubting Thomas. We all are doubting Thomas. Like that to me has been what's really cool is like, you know, and I think what you had talked about questioning authority and how especially in in church world and religious world, like that's looked look, look down upon. But it's like, that's looked down upon everywhere. It's like, don't question any authority. You know, whether it's, you know, government, in your home, don't question your parents, don't question church leaders. But like, that to me is this world we got to. And sometimes it's too much, but but this perspective of, 
let's ask questions, let's dig in, let's get information, let's, you know, let's adapt to where we're at, let's be informed, let's, let's also link arms with someone else and say, hey, you're not alone in thinking that, I thought that too. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering about that as well. Um, and, and I think that's why I love the, the potential of the world that we have in front of us of, you know, getting to see so many different perspectives now and getting to see how other communities and other countries and other places and other cultures operate. And to me, it's like it, the kingdom of heaven is not, is not my head. It's not what I think. It's not a bunch of me's. It's all of us. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be all of us. And the, the idea, too, of Jesus saying, this is how we pray. Like, we pray for the kingdom to come now. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not wait for it. Let's build it now. Let's build it where we are a place of, of questions and, and curiosities, a place that welcomes people in, a place that's constantly growing and shifting and adapting and, and ultimately making us better, making our communities better, pointing people to hope, to love um, that is found in Jesus, that's not circumstantial, circumstantial. Like that's the opportunity we have and that's what the kingdom is going to be. That's what the kingdom can be today if we build it. And the greatest engine, the greatest uh, opportunity, the greatest tool that's going to help us get there is what Jesus established in the local church. It's all of us coming together to do it. And it's churches that have different titles and denominations and locations with other churches and still saying, hey, like you said, at the core, we love Jesus. We believe he died for us. Let's go build his kingdom now. And, you know, you may worship like this and you may... You may think about Jonah's story like this, or you may think whatever, that's fine. But like, let's die on this one hill together and then let's make our world better. And, and that to me is the, 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 the good piece, the result, the possibility of the healthy side of deconstruction. And so um, I love this conversation. I hope this encourages someone today. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Man, if you have questions, uh, we'd love to talk about it too. I wanna know what you're thinking. I wanna know what, what questions you're asking today because that's gonna help me grow and think as well. Whether I don't know it or whether I think I know it and to think, could there be another way? And so, yeah, any, any last words? Awesome. Not a single word, just, just two head shakes. Well, thank you for joining us on Signs of Life. Uh, once again, man, share this with somebody. Uh, subscribe so you can get uh, these episodes as they come out each week. And we will see you guys next time.